and welcome to episode 201 of Laps Gamer Radio podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Mark Hamer. It's been so long since we've recorded one of these, I can't remember how to do this. Uh, I'm joined by Mr. Nick Case and Mr. Andy Piddy. How are you, gentlemen? Hello. Good evening. Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah. I'm good. I'm very good, thanks. It's been a very long time since we recorded an episode because we, we, we recorded a, like four or five episodes in a week. Uh, which was nuts, and then spread those out liberally. Then we decided uh, we hated. Oh no, no, each other we did do we one a while ago on uh, what our favorite did... console was. Yeah, no, we, uh, no, we, we did. You, somebody did Cartman <laughs> and walked out. No, no, it was all very civil. <laughs> um, I don't think Chazzy is ever going to forgive us, though. Um, <laughs> no, we did. We did record another episode. Like a couple of weeks. Yeah, we did. Also, after Ring Elden Ring came out. Um, just to wax lyrical about that game. Spoiler alert, I'm going to be talking about it more again tonight. Um, yeah, how you guys been? Busy. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you you moved house, didn't you, Nick? I have new surroundings at last. Hmm. Um, yeah, finally, finally. After uh, six months, pretty much from the day we had the offer accepted. Uh, we moved in, which, yeah, long time with solicitors and stuff. Those little red lines at the land registry draw, I'm not friends with those little red lines anymore. Um, which red lines? What, the, the boundaries? The ones that show the boundary line of the house. Sure. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah. our issue was. So basically, our house has got a detached garage, and there was a small corner of that Your current house garage. or the old house? The current house. The, sorry, current the new house, house yeah. And there was a small corner of that English garage that was not in the red uh, boundary. And we sort of mentioned it as soon as we saw it. We were like, eh, don't know why the red line doesn't follow the garage. And they said nothing for a while. And then, yeah, after a few months, this, this list, our solicitors were like, this is the issue. And we we're like, oh, we just shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> um, it's like that um, there's a pub uh, that is on the Belgian-Dutch border. Yeah, and like half half of it's in Belgium, half of it's in the Netherlands. Yes, so like that, or like part a corner of your garage belonged to your next door neighbor. It didn't belong to anyone from from the looks of it. They had to basically go back to the original developer of the property from twenty odd years ago and get their permission <laughs> to sign it over from them. Wow. Which obviously you're because, lucky they're still around. Well, they're quite a big developer. They're like um, they're David Wilson Homes or Barrett Homes. Oh, um, right, right, right. Yeah. But obviously, because they're such a big company, like they had like levels of departments to get badgered through and stuff like that, um, and that took forever. And then they produced the document mm-hmm. finally, and then they had to get another department to sign it, which took another week <sighs> or two, and then they had to give it to the land registry, who had to approve it. So, yeah, there was a bit of a I, mad... all of them like. Uh, Taylor Wimpy, David Wilson, all those developers. In as part of my job, I have to get in contact with the developers once a year and be like, "Or uh, so, how are you? How's the how your or your housing developments within the district? How are they coming along? How how quickly are you getting houses built? Just so I can help you know help me put together my forecasting figures." They never fucking reply. They never get back to me. And you think they they'd want to be. They'd want to stay reasonably friendly with the local authority. They just can't be bothered. Yeah. So the fact that you got an answer out of them at all is impressive. Well, you got free land. Just think of it. You got land for free. 
Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Did you, did you pay for that corner of the, ga- the garage? <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, it should have been ours anyway, but you know, yeah, 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 I guess so. Yeah, uh, There was an interesting one a few uh, years ago in, in Barnsley. Barnsley Council actually um, banned a developer from building new homes within the borough um, after right. repeatedly falling out with them over uh, drives. So this developer, who is quite a local developer, um, like small-time local cheap budget house type developer. Um, they kept building drives with that were just gravel, not tarmac, even though the planning mm-hmm. permission was for like a tarmac drive. Um, and obviously to save on costs, they just put a load of gravel down and called it a drive. Um, but yeah, the, the council actually banned them from um, building houses because um, because of the whole, if you're not going to build a proper drive like you said you were going to, then we're not going to let you build. Wow. Yeah. Well, exciting times in Casa Case. <laughs> um, <laughs> please tell me you called your Wi-Fi that. Sorry? Please tell me you called your Wi-Fi Casa Case. I didn't. It's called Nick's Pizzeria. Uh, f- oh, okay. <laughs> then. Yeah. Fair. At least you're on brand there. Exactly. Um, so, have, is everything still in boxes or are you... You're just about those boxes behind me. I can see some empty. boxes behind you. They're empty. They're yeah, just waiting for. Yeah, we need to get the loft sure. boarded, so they can go in the right. loft because uh, they're my two yeah. monitor boxes and they're massive and they got all the big polystyrene still. Um, sure. Yeah. No, it's just new things that we buy now that generate boxes. Like we got a big uh, American fridge freezer the other day, like the last week. Nice. So I had to do a tip mm. run for all of that uh, packaging, which was mostly um, the standard, you know. It was just like a shell of a cardboard box that was wrapped mm. around, and then you just peeled it back, and there was a big fridge freezer in the in it. Getting that yeah. off the like polystyrene sort of housing it sat on was quite fun. Uh, I pulled muscles like here that I never knew I had, uh, just like holding mm-hmm. it up and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, uh, everything is pretty much boxless apart from new thing to my right here, which I'm not going to talk about because I spent far too much money on it. Ooh. It arrived. What what arrived? What did arrive? What was it? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he pulls out. Oh, that! Oh, you you actually got hold of one. I did. What is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh. It it's the it's the new sim rig, um, mm. from GT Omega because uh, I figured that my old little wheel stand wouldn't stand up to the um force feedback that my new fanatech will be putting out so i was like apparently they do um do you remember that thing that that um matt had got codec moments matt the play seat that sort of yeah the play seat apparently a play seat um can with can stand up to a uh yeah not uh if you have one of like their top level yeah dd like several thousand pound dd um inputs you might run the risk of bending it a bit yeah but uh apparently it's it's they're, they're surprisingly strong huh that's pretty cool yeah. um but, but yeah, yeah I, I read well. some reviews about other ones um the cheaper end mm-hmm. which mine was obviously not a real gt omega it was a x rocker i think from argos right um, okay. but i read some that the the for the twisting basically kind of dulls the effect of steering so I didn't want that to happen, sure. basically. So Right, gotcha. Yeah. It's a bit of an expensive purchase, but hopefully it'll see me through for the rest of my life. So 
I don't want to even think about how much this whole setup's cost you. I don't either, to be honest. I'm just really happy we got no. bonus this year. <laughs> just don't don't tell the wife, and you'll be all right. Yeah, I haven't bought anything expensive recently, apart from a gargoyle gecko, um, which fucking hell, it all starts to add up. So she was 150 quid, uh, and then so we already had a tank, but then we've bought like lots of other stuff for her, like expensive food uh and um like a expensive rig that controls heating and cooling uh and whatnot and a new hood for the for the tank with with new uv bulbs which are surprisingly expensive uv bulbs that put out uvb hmm. um the ones that have like measured amounts of uvb that they output yeah because like you don't want, you don't want too much lines. yeah surprisingly expensive just for a light bulb so that shit all adds up um but i am i'm planning on upgrading my steering wheel at some point in the future but it's not uh not a priority at the moment but um i'm looking forward to seeing what you think of yours when you got it all set up yeah i'm looking forward um, to jumping back into uh racing yeah been a while since it's I've been a while boxed my old one this will be the first episode the first regular gameplays games played episode in a while where we won't be talking about racing games at all i no don't think everyone's gonna all. be everyone's no gonna racing be games no. to hear that yeah unless you've brought one early uh, um maybe oh <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> he's got some obscure karting game um you been up to anything uh exciting andy since we last recorded, um, yeah, Easter holidays um, with the kids. So it's two weeks with the kids, um, just looking after them. Doing all was that things. fun or or harrowing? Uh, uh, I had one day off when I was able to go to my mate's house, get my mum to look after the, and just go play War of the Ring um, with a mate of mine. That was last Thursday. The rest of the time, okay. looking after them. Michelle was with me a few days. Is that the was that the board game or the That's RTS the game? Board game, the two player board game. Right, it is amazing. Okay, gets if one player takes hold of a light side, another player takes hold of a dark side, and it's came really close. It is one of those games where I just recommend to everybody. It's a two player game. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the um, Lord of the Rings RTS that game? Was on PC. That was on I PC. It was. I can't remember it was called though. Was that War for the North? No, it's called War of the Ring. And there was. Uh, it is called War. Okay, War of the Ring as well. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. There is also an RPG called The One Ring. If you want to get more confused. Yeah. Right. There is. Now the only Lord of the Rings games I've played are outside of, uh, you know, like Lego. Lord of the Rings and Lego Hobbit um, was the old Activision movie tie-in games on PS2. Is the only ones I've ever played. Although, oh no, sorry. Um, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Forgot yeah. about those. They're, but they're not they're not canon. So there's quite a few. There's one of the PSP Lord of the Rings tactics. Oh, I know. There's loads. There's loads of them. I just never really played them. Um, uh, speaking of RTS games, uh, are you at all excited about um, 
the new Dune 4X um, strategy game that's coming out, um, Andy? Yeah, it will be if I ever get a PC. Um, I think it's coming to console. So at this moment in time, I've just put it might on do. hold my PC plans because of a shortage of chips, etc. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a pain at the moment to get hold of stuff. Still, you have to pay a well over um, retail. Mm. So yeah, I'm watching. Um, I'm watching. I've got because um, the lights are now turned off in the room where I'm at because Maple likes that likes it dark in the evening when she comes out. I'm now watching on the night vision camera, and she's just crawled her way up to a food bowl. <laughs> um. What were you talking okay. about? Yeah. So I had the kids and then we went back to nursery yesterday and because you can put on the nursery website or such as thing called Tapestry, what the kids have been doing, the nursery assistants went, God, you've been busy, haven't you? Well, I was like, oh, have I done too much? Quite possibly. I um, <laughs> took him to an Easter party. It was a local community centre in an area near where I used to live, but I don't live there anymore, and I just gate-crashed it um, with my two kids. Which were loved. Mm. Um, craft things, speeches, Scarborough, all sorts. So, I just consider myself having mm. a break now when I'm back at work. So, <laughs> But yeah, everything's hunky-dory. Trying to find more gaming time, more reading time, more mm. time. I've just started a Bond marathon. Aren't we all, my friend? Aren't we all? Yeah. Never enough time yeah. to do all the things I want to yeah, do. It. So it'd be so much better if we didn't have to go to work. Yeah. And and cook food and go shopping. And do all the other grown-up things. Fucking life was great when yeah. we were kids. Not realise that. Good I like really should have appreciated bit. it more. <laughs> if if I could if I could cook and not have to wash up, that'd be good. Yes, you're a dishwasher, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So but you like, don't wash up, you know, you still got to do. You got to do the. You got to do like the pots and stuff. Of course, you can. Yeah, not everything's dishwasher safe. That's what the, that's what um, the for. Oh my god! Wow. Who let Jim Davidson in? <laughs> All right. No, um, should we talk no, about video games? Yeah, we're talking about video games. <laughs> All right, Andy. Well, you, what have you been playing oh. then? Oh, okay. So it's been bits and bobs of things and started new things and continued a few things. So um, continued with The Hobbit with my daughter. We have come across right. Smog. Now, this was probably the best level of the game, actually. Um, you are creeping around... Um, what's it called? Erebor. And one of, the thing, yeah. one of the mechanics is if you hit gold or you make too much noise, there's a meter below the screen, which suggests the level of a dragon waking up. If it gets too high... The dragon wakes up and kills you. It's a bit of a stealth section. That was really good. Um, my daughter, well, my daughter's actually, because when they came up as well, was watching that. They were quite scared of the dragon itself. But probably the best level in the game. Um, but we've, I've hit a 
now where I have to go back into Erebor and um, search across a chasm. Obviously, a bit of dead end, so I'm going to have to get a guide to search for that. So, progressing through that. Um, still progressing through Wolfenstein Youngblood with my brother. Uh, yeah, we hit a. It got better after the first two levels. We um, mm. It's quite tough, but we got on the easy one. But it's good two player. Um, that's quite a lot of fun. Um, started trying free. Have you ever played the trying games? Um, I think I played like a a, a bit of try one of the trying games back on like three sixty. Mm, yeah, I think probably would it be one and two came out of three sixty PS three. Mm. Um, yeah, therefore, like I. I seem to remember playing a bit of it. I don't think I ever owned one. It might have been around a friend's yeah. house. Um, I've seen that they're, they're, they're routinely on sale yeah. for. Um, it's four of them yeah, now, it's right? Four. Uh, and they're routinely on sale on various platforms. I just never picked them up. It's like side scrolling action RPG it's sort of thing, side right? Scrolling. Do, you ever, do you remember a game called The Lost Vikings by Blizzard? Uh, I know of it. Um, it was a Blizzard yeah. game, right? But, yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I know of it, and there's like Lost Vikings characters that pop up in um, uh, Heroes of the Storm right. uh, and whatnot. But Yeah, so Lost Vi- Vikings I'm trying quite similar. It's a side-scrolling, like you said, um, game with puzzle elements. Um, you have three different characters, a fighter, a mage, and an archer. And you mm-hmm. solve puzzles, fight enemies, side scrolling. First two are really good. Um, it's co op. Um, so my brother came around one night. Um, of course, we we're going to play Gears 5, um, but of course, the Xbox needed an update, which took forever. So um, I didn't try and free install. So we played that. Now, this one caused a lot of controversy amongst the trying fans, it seems. Um, First of all, they said it was short, so it's about seven hours long, which is, I think, it's quite acceptable. But the reason it was so short is right. because the company used um, a new graphics engine and tried to make it more mm-hmm. 3D, and they said that had they made it longer, it would um, really sickly cost them loads more money and we would never have made a profit on it. So they mm. apologised. I'm just like, all right, you made a game, seven hours long, probably about two hours less it's in length. Seven hours is a completely acceptable length of time for a game. Yes, it's two hours shorter than the other two, the first two. <laughs> so it's not as if it's. I know, but seven hours, seven hours is a perfectly acceptable length of time for it a game. Is. And, I think. The trying games never they're never full price either, right? Yeah. They're the sort of like the double A sort of Yeah, but a double A game. Forty pounds. Yeah. They've been giving away free, I think, some of them. Or they've only been a couple of quid. Yeah. I'm sure I've got at least one of them on PS on my PS Plus library somewhere. Yeah. But they are a lot of fun. You know, for mm-hmm. they just hit the right amount of time. If you want a twenty hour game, yeah. I'll never play it. Because there's a certain level sometimes of frustration of doing certain puzzles and you're having a go at each other for about where you should put a ladder. 
and where you lose a ladder and the ladder disappears again you're stuck for a 10 seconds while before the ladder reappears so it's stuff mm-hmm. there is that element but for seven hours I don't have a problem with it I'm like yeah this is short and sharp exactly what you need um, it is a lot of fun the graphics yeah. are amazing it's absolutely beautiful in terms of graphical um, fidelity and the art design um, and then with the number four I understand they went back to, to a more traditional side scrolling as one and two so mm-hmm. the experiment hit the fans and by the fans but about halfway through that game that's a lot of fun um, Braveland um, Magician um, completed the first Braveland um, this is like a turn based um, all set on one screen really um, little, little role playing game where you go across a map um, you story is very basic beat the bad guy um, and this turn because they stole can't remember what was still. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where you can do a battle in about five, ten minutes and you're making progress in some form or the other. First mm-hmm. game didn't have any grindy bits um, or like a little dungeon area where you were able to get money so you were able to get past it so to buy troops and stuff. This one does. So, but even the grind right. is quick. It's a really short game. It's the second one in the trilogy. Mm. The daughter likes it as well. So we've been playing that a bit together. Um, okay. Other one I've done is Batman, The Enemy Within. Do you remember the Telltale Batman? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess another one that I had on... Um... Right, this is going to sound really dumb. Um, it's another one I had on PS Plus. Uh, and I started playing it and very near the beginning of the first episode there's a character playing pool um, and the balls were moving around the table but they weren't rolling they were just sliding around the table um, and I was like no (laughs) (laughs) I'm not having this and stopped playing I probably should have carried on yeah it's, I know it's just a limitation of the engine because I was like, I'm not having this. This is nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the follow-on from that um, first season. This is the second season as such. It's called Batman the Enemy Within. I've just completed the first chapter. Um, as you know, Telltale Games, you can't really fail because um, it'll just keep you just keep redoing it. The detective work as such is very simple. Um, join bits of evidence together. Um, the mm. fight scenes are very quick time events. You know, dodge up, swipe up, swipe down, swipe left. Um, but the story is pretty good. Um, like I said, it follows on from the first one with um, you finding out things about your father. It's got um, Wheeler. What's it? What's she called Wheeler? From Suicide Squad. The head of Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Um, can't the name of the actress he plays her in. Yeah. In the films. I know who you mean, though. Yeah. yeah. So she's in it. 
um, that character. Um, it's a bit of a shocker at the end of episode one of this second season. But it's one of those. It's another one of those where it's a bit casual. You can, I think each chapter's worth about two hours. So if you've got a couple of hours spare, you can work your way through it. Um, the storyline's engaging. Um, I'm not going to say it's brilliant. Like I said, the graphic, graphics engine is old. It's not going to win any awards from mm-hmm. it. But it's a solid little game. And if you like Batman, um, it's worth playing. Um, you can still download it. I think they've um, introduced like a shadow mode. They've turned it into black and white as well. If that costs money, um, bit of extra. I'm not even sure it's worth buying mm. that. So I've just got the disc version. So the first chapter of that, um, the racing game. Oh shit! He has got one. Hope. <laughs> I can't. Then hit me. So I'll pick this one up. This one up for about three pounds on PSN. Okay. It's called F1 Retro Racing. Right. Do you remember Virtual Racing? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those machines, wasn't it, in the arcade? Um, that just blew people away. And all it had was one or two tracks. Mm. But you could go around with one of those two tracks time and time again. I remember going to um, college and going, sneaking over to the university um, student area of the pub essentially, and just um, playing at lunchtime virtual racing all the time and having Street Fighter. Um, but I saw it was on sale. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And what they've done, they've done basically virtual racing with all the 3D solid type of graphics and they've put eight tracks into it. They've made it like a time... Um, limited game in terms of you have to reach checkpoints but it is a lot of fun um, there's two modes in it there's a season mode and there's the arcade version um, there are I think if I remember three tracks to unlock and they give you initial six you unlock the other three tracks through points and really races max one at a time will be about 10 minutes if that because some of them are like three four laps and you do the race you start at the back as usual which is pretty annoying i suppose the worst one track is monaco and you start fucking back at monaco <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah it's a bit of a panic laugh <laughs> i've been there done that <laughs> Um, so like in terms of arcade mode that's probably the worst track um, to play the other tracks mm. um, you still start at the back and but it's more of a grid start because the arcade mode is your rolling start as like virtual racing used to do um, but for £3 having a lot of fun with it um, I wouldn't introduce it to the girls because of the checkpoints um, it's not much fun if you don't admit your checkpoints, but yeah, it's just it's just a blast from the past. Um, the AI is a pain in the ass, as usual. In terms of that, yeah, it's just an absolute mm-hmm. pain. Um, and the other game started Spyro Three. Just started that. Okay. 
but the other game which is annoying is Spyro 2. My daughter, Frances, loves Spyro 2. She's improved her gameplay so much compared to the first game. and She's absolutely loving this game. You play through various areas. It's a stunning game. The remaster is brilliant. You know, I can't praise the remaster of the game highly enough. Um, controls, the graphics, everything about it is great. And of course, certain things she can't do, certain jumps and stuff, because she's just setting out on her video game journey. So you beat the game, or so you think, um, but throughout the game, there are little challenges in each area that gives you little orbs, green orbs. I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, yeah, we'll pick up a green orb here, do this challenge, herd these animals into this pen, you get a green orb. Fair enough. But what they do, they gate the final boss, Ripto, and you need 40 of these bloody green orbs. Um, so we got up to the final bit, and I said, oh, this is a bit strange, the end of level. Um, design just look a bit weird. And I had to go looking up, because it doesn't give you any clue about these orbs. Mm. It's just like, Collect them if you want. They're optional. They're, they seem optional challenges. Um, some of them seem quite difficult, like you're flying around and having to get um, certain animals who then reappear if you don't get all eight within a certain time limit. And you keep going around and doing this. And so you have to get 40 to unlock the end of game boss. So of course... My daughter wants to play and beat the end of game boss. Because mm-hmm. why not? Why, why wouldn't you? you? Uh, yeah, that's it. But I had to go back through the game and get about 20 of these bloody orbs, which took hours to get. And I just think, what the fuck are you doing? This is really a kid's game. <laughs> you know, this is like... Almost, this has got my daughter into video games. All right, she's four. She's not going to complete everything without a bit of help. But why are you putting these blocks, these gates, on a kid's game? And I know it might have been part of the original um, PlayStation 1 version. But really? It, on, I was going to say, it's kind four, of like... It's, it's a 90s kid's game, isn't it? It's, which yeah. means... It's a kid's game, but it's also, you know, an everyone game. And, you know, game. Di- I think these games really show, like, if you go back and play the Crash rem- remakes as well, mm. they kind of go back and show how almost brutal games were in the 90s, yeah. which you don't really remember anymore. Um, you, because we have now, like, good, you know, theory of game design mm. and good, um, you know, level design and, uh, you know, different levels of difficulty and stuff like that and um you you don't really have we've we've had like an extra 20 years of experience in this kind of thing so if you go back and play even you know kids like like you're saying it's a kid's game but i'm sure if you go back and play it on ps1 it's probably the exact same thing you get so far it's like oh to finish this game you need Mm. to do this which you know yeah i expect you know people in the 90s probably would have not really thought anything of but because we've 
come so far we now think oh that's a bit stupid it's a kid's game you know you should just this should be easy or you know it should just let you do it it should do but this is it it's like it's a remaster i'm pretty sure within that code there is some element of where you can change the number or something um and make it so that there's some very uh there's some very famous issues with remasters where you can't change numbers funnily no? enough it's they tried, and it's just not possible. Mm. I'm pretty. Well, so, <laughs> so is, re- is that a reference to something? <laughs> Don't know. I just feel really sarcastic today. I'm oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair play. <laughs> well, I don't know. It just spoiled the gaming experience for my daughter. It certainly ruined a really, a really good game in terms of for me even having to go back and do it. I just think. If you remaster something, you've got to look at these in a modern way of thinking. You've got to start thinking about what would a... Because it's seven plus. What would a seven-year-old or a modern-day seven-year-old want to do? Are they actually going to want to go back and play getting 40 orbs? You know, I mean, I think I start... I guess that's where... I guess that's where there's a fine line between sort of... Um, remaking a game in its originally intended spirit mm. and then remaking a game with the context of the world as it is now um yeah which obviously is something that you know i'm sure they will have had discussions about that when they were making the game um but they obviously decided to leave in this you know oh you need to get 40 gems yeah. um but i guess it's kind of um I guess it's kind of like if if you think back, I'm just pulling an example out of out of uh, a hat here. Like Super Mario 64 uh, had you needed a certain number of stars to unlock different pictures and stuff. It's kind mm. of a bit like that, I guess. So that's probably where they got the idea from, or you know, you know, borrowed some inspiration, I suppose, or you know, it, struck on the idea. I don't but, mind sorry, it as such, but if they let you know, those because you're already collecting certain tools to unlock certain levels. Mm. Yeah, so you're unlocking levels as you go along and it does let you know well you need these tools, you need these tools you need to get all these little things it never lets you know that really these orbs or 40 of them are quite important until yeah. the end of the game once she goes, one of the character, side characters goes, well to access Ripto you need, and he's in a centaurium, you need to go do you need 40 of these and you're like oh, really? Just something that says, you know, a little total, 40, 40 needed. You need to get 40 of these. And then I might have been able to actually just do it a bit of a side mission, picked up, picked up a few more, instead of having to go, right, I need to go back and get some more. I'm back on myself. I'm travelling back through the world. And I just think, you know, Francis was like, yeah, you need to do it. So I spent a few evenings doing it. And she's like, oh, thank you, Daddy, I love it. And she, we did the ending, beat the boss, and it was fun. In the sense of the game is great, apart from that one thing. So it'll probably end up being on the top ten of the year, but it's not going to be a number one. It's the frustration of blooming. Mm. I just think it's, if you're really doing something, you've got to make it a bit easier. Because I, I suspect, I haven't checked, but I suspect there's a Code Junkies thing that used to be on the PS1 little code that probably gave you all the blooming orbs and allowed you to access everything. Probably. Yeah, yeah probably. 
Probably. So yeah. if if a code junkies can break the game, I'm sure modern pro developers could probably look at it and say, mm, maybe we don't need 40. Maybe on average people are getting 20 through the game. Just picking mm. 20 up and then just change it like that. But, yep. but yeah. yeah, that's me trundling along with about one, two, two, three, four, about seven games. I mean, I don't want to. Uh, it's not bad. It's I don't want to shit on your parade here, Andy. Yeah. But there's a YouTube video of a guy here getting forty orbs in an hour. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, professional speedrunners, but still, that's it. <clears throat> you got a hand in your gamer card. Yeah. You know, I was getting older. My game card, it's tattered and old. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not getting you're well, not getting well, it renewed then. Might not be. And it expires. <laughs> Expired with a spectrum. Mm. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. Uh, that's it. You're not playing anything uh, else. No, did buy some games, but apart from that, nothing else. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. All right then, Nick. What have you been playing? Um. This is a bit awkward. I've not really played much. Not a lot. Um, not a I've lot. been playing a real life game of unpacking. He said. He said. He, he said <laughs> you did. were going to play. Some, okay, so some I'll tell you. I'll tell you what like happened was. A, you said, like, oh, I'm going to play. A bit I finished stuff. work and I went down to right, I left my on PC then. on and put it onto one screen so I could stream some games to sure. TV downstairs. So I booted up uh, my Nvidia Shield and you know turned the controller on and, and sat down like, what do I want to play? And I was like, oh, I know. I'll play some unpacking. Mark said that game. Okay, was good. good choice. Yeah. So I'll play that game. So I boot it up. Yep. And it loads, and the, the menu mm-hmm. starts. And I click play, and the first thing you do in the game—not even in the game yet, still in the menu—you choose between a red book, a blue book, and a green book for your save. Yeah. And I chose the first book on the pile, and then it said, "Okay, who owns this book?" And it obviously wanted me to type my name, but because I was playing with a controller downstairs, I had no keyboard, so there was physically no way of me typing my name. Oh. So I was like, right, okay. So I closed that, and uh, I put Sable on. Okay. Um, Now, Sable is a game that um, I think I I played, we played on in the Steam indie fest last year whenever it was yeah yeah and then I, I played a good few hours of it when it finally launched on um game pass as well yeah um so so i'm i've basically played like the first hour and a half of that um i don't know how long the game is but it's a really lovely introduction to a lot of it was basically what i played in the um steam fest demo i, I guess i think I played about half an hour of it back then um it's just it's just such a nice change and tempo for a world where nothing wants to hurt you or attack you and you don't have to attack anything and you just go exploring with these weird powers that you amass and like yeah some you're trying to like get parts for your speeder bike um and there's a kid who has a part that you need and she's like i'll give you these this part if you go and get me five beetles it's like where am i going to find some beetles from so you have to go and find talk to people in the town and they're like oh there's a beetle nest over the in the east not even anywhere there's no map markers or whatsoever apart from like the one you can put a few map markers in 
Um, there's not, no, no map, no nothing like that. It's kind of... Um, well, no, I won't say that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say it's kind of a bit Elden Ringy um, in that regard. Of there's no like there is a quest log, but it's quite brief. Um, yes, and it's very much like there's a beetle nest to the east of the camp. Go and find it. So you go and find it, and you find a few other extra things on the way. Um, it's just a really lovely experience. Um, re- it really, honestly, it chilled me the hell out last night. I was just playing it and the. The music is is lovely, and you're just sort of like stomping through the sand with your bare feet, and mm. yeah, just a really nice, lovely, relaxing experience so far, at least. I don't know if anything it is, is going to happen, but like like I say, it's just it's a nice change, especially from the last game I played, being Elden Ring, where everything wants to hurt you, and mm-hmm. in this world, mm-hmm. nothing wants to hurt you. They're kind of like polar opposites in that regard. Yeah, um, but both about very much about exploring the world and the earth and the map um no very very nice um i'm still playing wordle every morning of course you are (laughs) i know we mentioned this a while ago and you were kind of like do you think you'll play it very like for for very long and i was like it's kind of my routine now and yep it's still my routine i wake up yeah i still i I see your yeah i I I see your tweets pop up every morning tweet it I don't know. No, not, being, uh, not being quite so, uh, not being quite so successful recently, have you? No, I've had some bad days. Today was a bad one. Mm. It was, it was oxide, and I had the I oh. and the E all the way through, and I just kept guessing different words that were I'd like abide and stuff like that, and yeah. Okay. <sighs> so yeah, practice doesn't actually help you in 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 Wordle. You just have to get lucky no. sometimes with words. Um, at least I'm not as bad. At least I'm not doing Quirdle as well. What's Quirdle? Oh, is that the Harry Potter one? Qu- no, Quirdle is there. There are four Wordles in one, and you have to guess them at the same time or something. Right. I'm not entirely sure. I've also seen Octocurdle, which is eight of them. <laughs> um, there's Hurdle, where you get like incre- an increasing amount of time listening to a track to try and guess the track. Yeah. Um, there's now f- film dull or something. Watch dull with with films. I'm not. I've not looked at that one. To see how that is. Is that the one where you you, you get given a uh, still from a movie and you have to guess what the film is? I think so. Yeah. 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 I had a look at that thinking like, I watched all the films. Maybe I'll be able to get it. And then first one, I was like, I have no <laughs> idea. I have no was, idea where uh, this is from. What else is there now? Uh, there's Ludel created by Gary Witter. Uh, uh, is, is that the dirty one? That is the dirty. That is the dirty wordle. Dirty. Um, uh, what else? The, the wordle, where you get the out the outline of a country, and you have to guess which country. Yeah, it is. that one's fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I tried it, uh, and it's like you see the outline of a country, and I was like, oh, I don't know. It looks kind of like Denmark. So I put in Denmark, and it was like you're like 15,000 miles away from where it is. Um, and then it points you uh, in a general direction of roughly where it's going to be. And like, I put in a bunch of guesses and then it was some incredibly obscure, tiny South Pacific Island chain that I'd never heard of. Yeah, that happens. Um, so fuck that game. I've only done a few of them. The, what I did, one of them was Monaco, um, which was quite easy because you can see the harbor and like the shapes of the harbor and stuff mm. um there's another one as well what's the other one i was going to mention 
can't remember off the top of my head. Um, no. But yeah, it's crazy how many like different games this has spawned that seemingly everyone is playing still uh, after literally mm. four, five months, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the New York Times still hasn't tried to monetize it. Weird. Give them time. Yeah. Give them definitely. time. They own the Athletic uh, now as well, which I'm not happy about. So um, <clears throat> it's only a matter of time. Oh, what is the ch- what is the little song now? One pound a month for six whole months or something. Something like that, yeah. One Every Joe time I hear it, it gets in my head. Um, but no, <laughs> good, good, good website, good YouTube channel. It is, um, good, yep. Two good YouTube channels. And yeah, a bunch of good online football. If you like your football, also if you like other sports as well. They cover motorsport too. They do. Not Formula One. But if you're like into NASCAR or IndyCar... Um, I feel like I've seen some Formula One, for that. but just not a lot. Um, possibly, possibly. Um, I just use it for football news, to be fair, and football stuff, and they've got lots of very good journalists on there, and everybody's favourite Italian football show host from the 90s is on there as well. So, uh, Anyway, we should probably stop plugging The Athletic <laughs> for some reason. Um, what else have you been playing? Anything else? Uh, that's pretty much it, to be honest. I've, I've, I really have been sort of struggling to get moved and then get everything ready and like unboxed and stuff, and then finally slip into some semblance of a routine. Um, that's been quite hard. So uh, I'm really looking forward to uh getting my new wheel set up and yeah, jumping back into some Assetto Corsa. Um, and mm. hopefully that will sort of drive the routine. I am also uh now that we've set up, I've finally got the my switch set up again so i'm gonna start getting back into ring fit adventure um hell yeah because i need to get fit for a dragon boat race a dragon boat race yeah i at work they're doing for charity uh that we're taking part in a dragon boat race uh in july um okay where is it it's um it's some park in Leeds. Roundy Park. Yeah, it might be that one. Yeah, it will I be. I don't know. It'll be in the lake. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I've been up there at Dragon Boat Racing. It's good. Oh, there you go. Hmm. It's not just a thing I made up. That's great. No. <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, um, I've been talked into doing that for work, so I need to get um, some form of fitness. Otherwise, I will embarrass myself and die yeah don't fall into so, the lake you can die in that lake people have died in that lake i i can imagine yeah uh, it's it's leeds the water's probably not the cleanest um <laughs> shots fired leeds <laughs> um so yeah uh i'm gonna get into ring for adventure again and hopefully character try and keep up my streak of doing it more than i did previously so I will see how that goes uh, and yeah. have, hopefully have an update next time. Okay. I'm going to be ripped. Not really. So how are you going to uh, are you going to get down the gym and start getting on a rowing machine? No. Okay. Are you going to put a Viking helmet on? Um, apparently there is going to be some form of fancy dress to be determined. I hope it's Vikings. That would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I've not really decided how I'm going to train, um, to be honest. I'm, I was kind of just going to start with ring fit to get some kind of, you know, stamina and endurance of just, you know, actually 
having my heart rate up and keeping it there um mm. start doing a bit of running again uh we now live on hills um which before we didn't we lived on like proper flat landscapes roads so that's interesting um but yeah i'll i don't know um i don't exactly know about rowing too much but <laughs> we'll see how it goes <laughs> I might come and visit, bring the kids down. Exactly. It's on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. What a great, lovely Sunday afternoon in the park. Yep. Watching you capsize. It'll be fun. Oh, man. <laughs> Hold on, you disleads. So there you go. Everyone disleads. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's just expected. Unbelievable. What a monster. Um, I'll throw over you. Um, okay. Uh, rubber ringing it if he wants. Oh, what a what a what a gentleman! He's going to throw a rubber ring at you as you're drowning. I can swim. Nice guy. Mm, you say that, but it's deep. <laughs> it's cold. There's weeds. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fully clothed. True. Laid him down as a Viking. He's probably wearing furs in the middle of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Vikings, I saw the Northman last night. Yeah. Pretty good. It's got Bjork in it. Is it? Cool. It's got, yeah, it's got Bjork in it. Um, it. It's got Willem Dafoe in it, being very Willem Dafoe. It's very good. It's very, I'm very surprised that it's a 15 and not an 18. There's some For what reason? For the blood or... The, I mean, there's not lots of blood, but there's like, I mean, uh, well, this isn't really spoiler, but at one part, um, uh, some people get killed and their bodies chopped into pieces and and then like nailed to a the side of a building in an awkward fashion as a warning, okay. uh, and they show you that, and it's still a Did fifteen show- somehow. <laughs> Do they show you it happening? No. They just show you all the mangled body parts. I wonder if mangled body parts are worse than, you know, it happening. I don't know. It's a bit it's a bit weird. I don't know how the BBFC ratings work here. I saw an excellent documentary. I think I've talked about it on the podcast yeah. before. But an ex- excellent documentary years ago called This Film Is Not Yet Rated yep. about the MPAA and how they rate films. And how they apparently don't seem to give a damn about violence at all, but sex, oh boy, Ooh. they got a problem with sex. Yeah. Um, it's because it's all like um, Christian all mothers, American Christian, Christian mothers. Yeah, suburban Republican wine mums. Yeah. Uh, um, um, <clears throat> it's I always all fucking when, weird. When I was younger, uh, I was when I was still into Harry Potter in a big way. I say that as if mm-hmm. I'm not anymore, but like, you know, you when the are. films are still coming out, basically. Yeah, thanks. Um, when the films are still coming out, I listen to a podcast called MuggleNet, which is sort of one of the first like, big like internet Fucking podcasts. Nerd. Um, but they would always go on about the MPAA because they were like a massive um, like enemy to Harry-, Harry Potter almost because Harry Potter always wanted like more actually the books represented in like the edgy way that they were written and you know like actually to the level of age that they were written, but they had to be so. Um, 
careful in what they put in because of the MPAA and they would because they saw it Harry Potter as like a sacred like children's thing if anything whatsoever they didn't agree with uh got through then they would you know make it like a 15 or an 18 or something i think one of the first cuts of i think it was half blood prince they got an 18 for it um and they had to like cut a load of stuff out and like if you notice in harry Potter, there's literally no blood whatsoever because Mm -hmm. um you can't have that in the mpaa um stuff like that um and there's not any sort of reference of like any of the more like I was going to say sexual side. There's not really a sexual side to Harry Potter. When they get older, there's sort of a hornier teenage side, but mm-hmm. none of that is shown in the yeah. uh, films really because of no, the no, they're, they're very sexless. Yeah, yeah. but it's like yeah. you look at. I watched the Batman last night, and the Batman's for fifteen, and that I was like, really? I know it's it's an anonymous tone. It's quite dark and gritty, but compared to what you say, what the Northman's like. It really shouldn't be a fifteen, but it is. I mean, the violence in grotesque. You know, he does rescue people. Um, some of the killings are a bit thing, but nothing that I would say if I haven't seen more in PG thirteen or anything like that, or a twelve. Mm. So it's just like I think the apparently the Batman is a PG thirteen in America. Is it? Well, in the UK, it's 15. Because yeah. there's no sex 15. in it. No, there's no sex. Weird. One kiss. Yeah, that'll be why. Um, I remember in this documentary, which I cannot recommend highly enough, it's very, very good. Um, they hire like a private detective to try and track down some of the members of the MPA board and everything. But um, they talk to a lot of directors in there, like John Waters, who's, who's, whose films are filthy in the best possible way. Uh, and uh, I can't remember her name, the director of um, American Psycho, a bunch of, of, of uh, great directors. They talked to Matt Stone and Trey Parker about mm. um, Team America. You know, there's the, the, there's the puppet sex scene in that. Uh, they deliberately made that scene 15 minutes long so, yeah. knowing that they were going to be told to cut stuff out of the film so that they could cut it down and make the MPA feel like they made them cut some stuff out of the film, which yeah. they never, but they, they cut out stuff that they never intended to be in the final version of the film anyway. Um, but I, part of me wants to see the full 15 minutes of that. <laughs> I don't want to go. I want to, I want to know like how the, weird they were. They went with the it. The minute and a half that it was, was weird enough anyway. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure on the on films not yet rated, they had like some extras that weren't in the film of that. I'm pr- I remember. I'm sure I remember seeing a bit of that scene that wasn't in the real film. I think they showed some bits, yeah, because they made they made, uh, you know, the full uh, 15 minute long scene yeah. or whatever, um, and put it in an, a version submission version. So that's that footage exists. It's probably a special feature on the DVD or something it's like that. Deleted scenes. Yeah. Or is there an uncut version? Um, I don't know. I've, 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 I never bought it or like to watch the special features at all. So I don't know. I'll have a look into it. Um, anyway, uh, video games. I haven't been playing too much. Uh, well, I haven't been playing much of a variety of video games. Uh, it's been mainly surprise, surprise, Destiny Two. Um, I've been. 
chipping away uh, the uh, what well, I say mainly is not, not the main game I've been playing, but I've been I've been I've been chipping away at Destiny Two. Um, nearly hit like the hard power level on all of my characters, and I've been jumping on to do uh, raid like once at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, and uh, Grandmaster Nightfalls and stuff like that. I don't think I have talked about the raid at all. Um, because it's been so long ago since we did an episode. The raid is really cool uh, in terms of the encounters and the the environment and the storytelling and everything is really, really good. The The thing I like the most about it is like the uh, is the final encounter. So you've done a couple of raids, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah. I've done three or four of them. And you know that like you run through a bunch of encounters and then you get to the final boss stage. And in the final boss stage, you do a mechanic and then the boss stands still while you shoot it for like 30 seconds. And yeah. then you rinse and repeat. Good boss old always, phase. Yeah, damage phase is always boss stand still. Yeah, um, oh no. And what I like about the like boss fights in dungeons and raids and stuff in um, Final Fantasy XIV, for example, is that like... In the the um, fights with the bosses play out like a almost like a dance, in that like the boss is laying down their attacks and they they um, telegraph their attacks as like you can see like something appear on the floor or whatever. It will tell you there's going to be attack there, and then you're moving out of the way of that attack, or like moving in and out of enemies' attacks whilst weaving in your own attacks to do damage to them. Uh, and I've always really liked that aspect, and it's something that's like been missing from big boss fights in uh, Destiny Two because uh, well, I don't know why. Um, but it never really—it's usually like you're just shooting a big static boss who just stands there. Maybe they'll take pot shots back at you, but they won't really do much. The final boss of the the new raid is is exactly is exactly that. It is the boss is very mobile. They have attacks that are heavily telegraphed before they're going to do them like uh the, he does like a big projectile attack that shoots out in four directions but he, like you can see him charging it up and you can see where the beams are going to be before it happens um and he'll do like a dash forward and a, and a swipe but there'll be like a wave across the floor in front of him before he does it so you can see where it's going to go and mm. so you're dancing around the arena doing damage uh, whilst avoiding his attacks, it, it gets rid of that whole meta of like a warlock drops down a well or a titan drops down a bubble and you just stand in the well and just shoot the boss, which has been fine. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the other uh, the raids. have all been really, really fun. Uh, but this feels just so much more active than um, than any of those. The encounters all the way through this raid are, are, are great. Uh, mm. Really, really, really enjoy it. It's It's instantly become one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, that's very, very good. Um, I've played a little bit of, uh, as a palette cleanser from time to time, both Planet Coaster and Planet Zoo by, nice. um, nice. um, one of my favorite studios, Frontier over in Cambridge, just down the road from me, um, makers of Elite Dangerous and, uh, the rather disappointing Jurassic world park sims and the upcoming formula one management game that's hopefully gonna be good mm. uh but planet coaster and planet zoo are fantastic uh planet coaster feels like the the 
natural successor to theme park and roller coaster tycoon and uh planet zoo feels like the natural successor to zoo tycoon and other zoo management games um what i like about them is like is the 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 exact thing that i didn't like about um the jurassic world park management sim um that game i found incredibly shallow uh there was no like staff management or you couldn't get granular with anything really in planet coaster and planet zoo you can get so unbelievably detailed in in what you're doing and what you're building and the designs of the park and the layouts of the park and the economy of the park and how you manage your staff um how you balance um guest happiness with your you know need to make profit and whatnot um they're just so incredibly well put together um i, st- I played a little bit of uh roller coaster tycoon on ps5 because it was on ps plus recently i think it was on ps4 as well i think mm. i can't remember exactly that's got a really really good tutorial the pc version of the game doesn't have a tutorial um at all but because i'd already played the tutorial through on ps5 i kind of knew what was going on roughly and you get to grips with it slowly surely anyway so that's fine um planet zoo has a fantastic lengthy tutorial if you want to go through the whole thing it teaches you everything about like park running um animal welfare uh every aspect of that game um and they're like they're exactly the sort of park sim sort of thing that i like well as like you can you can play it quite simply or you can really really get in the weeds with it if you want and you can really get quite deep with it and uh i really enjoy that and they're just really well put together very charming design um very intuitive lovely music uh very good very very good games uh highly recommend both of them um if you if you find them for cheaper the roller coaster roller coaster tycoon um planet coaster was seven pounds nice. uh the other day when i bought it on steam which is uh not bad it's just the base version and there is like a mountain of dlc uh that you can add on there uh but there's so much in the base game that i don't know if i'll even get to the point where i want to add in like ghostbusters theme stuff and whatnot um ghostbusters maybe in the future we'll see yeah that was the latest dlc i think i saw advertised was like the ghostbusters pack where you can have like ghostbusters themed rides and and um you know scenery and and whatnot um yeah very very cool games have you uh, well done frontier you played the new jurassic world game is that any better not number two no uh, I played the first one, was really disappointed by it. From what I understand, the second one expands on the first one, but doesn't fix any of the issues that I had with it, which was like the shallowness of the actual park management side. Yeah. It was more to do with like, well, um, I think I, I went on a bit of a rant about this when, yeah, it, when, the, when I played the first one, but it was like, there's just not enough to do there. Mm. And because there's there's not enough to manage, it's really really easy to uh, to set the park up so that it can't fail. Mm. Like there's no possible way that it can fail because 
there's not enough you're not balancing enough systems for you to lose track of anything um bit of a shame uh if the second one is ever stupidly cheap or it goes on epic game store or something like that then maybe i'll check it out but i'm not i'm not paying money for, for that i borrowed uh a copy of the f- the first one on ps4 oh. um and yeah really didn't drive with it at all but yeah planet zoo very good planet coaster very good check them out um they're both quite a few years old now <laughs> so uh and the only other thing i've been playing is elden ring <laughs> still bashing away through uh, at elden ring i am over 100 hours into elden ring now wow. uh, i have done almost everything in that game apart from the last few areas the last slog through the final incredibly difficult areas the the final few incredibly difficult bosses and then uh that game will be i'll have i'll have beaten that game um well hopefully if i can get through those bosses i say that i have beaten by all accounts for people who've who've played or played this game all the way through not only the hardest boss in elden ring but possibly the hardest boss in any fromsoft game ever well character called melania um who feels unfairly fast um but also hit like hits like a train and every time she does damage to you she she regains life uh and she has two full health bars because you went a health bar down once and then she goes into a second stage and you have to do the whole thing again and she has a couple of moves which are almost undodgeable and it is ridiculous like she needs nerfing it's it's unfairly difficult but it has given rise to a legend in the Elden ring community a man who goes by the name of let me solo her um he was a player who uh he doesn't wear any armor he's just wearing pants <laughs> and then a pot on his head and he puts down his little summon sign and when you go to see it, it'll say, let me solo her. And he gets summoned into people's world. And he has learned her moves so perfectly that he can run, he can kill her flawlessly without ever getting hit. Which is why he doesn't bother wearing any armor. Because then he can dodge fast. <coughs> the guy's become a legend. I don't think anyone knows who he actually is. But he's become a legend. There's lots of fan art about him and everything. Uh, very cool. Uh, I would have been able to beat her without an incredible amount of help from some unknown player who jumped into my world to help me, who was much better than I was. Uh, if you weren't able to summon, I never would have beaten her. She's an optional boss, but I wanted to beat all the bosses in this game, including her and she's done. And I never have to fight her again if I don't want to. Um, uh, I still think Elden Ring is a masterpiece uh, and the best game that. Uh, from set of ever made but it loses a couple of points uh because there's a point where you beat a certain boss and you start to get into the end game areas and then the game the difficulty which has been the difficulty curve which has been fairly smooth up into that point just skyrockets you you start you enter an area where enemies can even with like my character's like a level 150 with like 50 points in vigor, Ooh. which is like your health. And I'm coming across regular just enemies out in the world that can two bang me, which is 
nuts. Not bosses, just regular enemies that can do bang me. Mm. Um, quite a lot of the regular enemies in some of the areas I've gone to were bosses earlier in the game, and now they're just rocking about as regular enemies. Um, it feels a little bit like when they got to the end of the game, they designed some incredible areas and then just either ran out of time or didn't feel the need to create new enemies for those areas, so recycled. There's one particular area, the one that leads up to the most annoying and difficult boss in the game, that's full of all of the most annoying and difficult enemies in the game. Uh, And they're peppered all over the place. Um, And it stops being uh, difficult and just starts being hard, if you Mm. get what I'm what i'm trying to say is like it stops being a a a game that's difficult but manageable and just starts being unfairly hard right uh not impossible because i managed to get through those areas but it wasn't it wasn't as much fun Mm. as some of the earlier areas um but it's still great i still i still love it um I still get uh, like as frustrating as one of those areas can be. Nothing feels quite as good as clearing one of those areas and getting through it and then beating the boss of that area and moving on to the next one. It still feels fantastic mm. and it's still the work, absolute work of art. Love that game. Um, already planning a second playthrough yes. once I've finished on this one um, with a second character. I'm going to make sure I <gasps> keep this character. Uh, I'm not going to do New Game Plus. I'm going to keep this character saved mm. so that whenever the inevitable DLC drops, I've got an end game character ready to go mm. on that. But yeah. Did you ever see. Very, very good. The uh, Will Smith one jumping in and smacking. Oh, yeah. The guy who. Yeah, a guy called himself Will Smith who would invade people's worlds. Yeah. Uh, and he'd walk up to them, punch them once, and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very, very good. Uh, have I been playing anything else? Oh, I'll tell you what. Oh, shit. Do you remember my game of um, of uh, Bejeweled? Oh, yeah. The one that had been going for like yeah. nine months or something like that. Is that it? Done? It's yep. gone. Game's gone. Ooh. I was on level 200 and something. I was like 50 million points deep. And I loaded it up one day, and the game treated me like I was a brand new player. Oh, wow! And and the game, my game wasn't there anymore. Uh, so I just uninstalled it. It's done. <laughs> I'm done with Bejeweled. It's gone. So I've been playing Grindstone instead, uh, which I think I talked about before a while ago. It was one of the first games I played when I picked up Apple Arcade. Um, Grindstone's like a. <sighs> The art style's very sort of like adventure time sort of. I mean, it's hard to describe. You you you'll need to look it up. It's like a, um, it's like a sort of like grid game, like a bejeweled sort of thing, and you have critters on a board of different colors, and you can like map a path through those quit through those critters, and your character will like your big burly like Viking barbarian character will like hack and slash their way through those critters. Uh, and the bigger chain you do, the more like grindstones you, you achieve. Uh, but then it's also like certain enemies that you have to chain through like 10 enemies before you hit them. Otherwise you won't be able to hit them. Um, lots and lots of like 
um, new enemy types and uh, obstacles and things to to complicate your runs through these levels but it's it's kind of addictive it's really really good uh and there's no adverts and bullshit because it's on um it's on apple arcade uh that's a very good game so if you've got apple arcade i definitely check that one out um i think it might be available on other platforms as well uh for a fee um but yeah it's very good really really enjoy that um yeah i don't think i've been playing anything else i need to branch out and actually start playing more games i haven't touched anything on um uh game pass in ages or on um um epic game store at all uh what is new i downloaded something i'm sure i downloaded tunic i need to play that yeah Um, oh and lost in randoms just been added i want to play that as well that was that like um tim burton looking uh a third person adventure game where um you have like a sentient dice that you roll and it determines the tax and whatnot and i don't know it looked kind yeah. of look kind of cool um so gonna play that um neither, neither of you have played tunic yet right no not yet heard good things but nothing nope. yeah i've heard nothing but good things about that um uh, so I'll, I'll 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 get i'll get that onto onto um onto my playlist once i finish with elden ring uh, well i think that's about it i think that's about all we've been playing yeah still quite a few um yeah god every single one of these episodes just ends like a like a like a weak fart it's really more positive then yeah i not i always positive. just i run out of steam and i'm just like yeah, I know. I should be more positive. It's my fault. It's not. It's not you guys' fault. Uh, oh wow! I just looked on Epic Game Store, and there's one of the Amnesia games that I will never play. That's some nice positivity. <laughs> well, no, it's I, because uh, I I don't know. What, I'll, I'll add it to my library. So I added um, Alien Isolation to my library as well, and I'm not going to play that either because it scares the shit out of me and don't deal very well with first person horror games. So I you don't like them either, do you, Nick? Um, I I I have a love hate relationship with them. I right, will okay. play them and then get very scared. Mm. Yep. Early isolation. And then wish okay. I could play them. Got is. Yeah. Well, we watched. You're, you're a big we boy. We watched the new Scream the other week. Ooh, okay. Very good. It was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. I was really looking forward to it as well. But it was just, Mm -hmm. it was made for the Netflix generation. It was so in of itself and um, trying to make in-jokes and break the fourth wall and be edgy. And it, it, Mm. honestly, it was the Ready Player One of horror films. It was awful. Like, name dropping. Like, they were were all like teenagers and... The, like that you know how scream the, you know how scream starts where like the, there's someone home alone and the phone rings and there's a guy talking to her mm. and they're just like in literally the first five minutes they're dropping like no i watch good horror films like hereditary and the witch and this and it's like oh just shut up please and then they halfway through ba- basically it's it, i think they it's are both very, very good films though they are very good films, Ooh. but imagine like the Ready Player One narrative about horror films. 
imagine for referencing an hour and a half, two better hours. horror films in your horror film. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just yeah. trying to be so um, like meta that it just lost lost all sense of it being good. Um, yeah. So yeah. Oh, Nick Don't watch that. At least they referenced like slightly more recent film. films to the. At least, at least they're referencing watch the slightly again. Yeah, well, at least they're referencing slightly more recent films rather than uh, Ready Player One, which is like, uh, hey, do you uh, do you guys remember The Shining? And like, none of the target audience of that film would I have seen The Shining. It's... No, I I didn't. Ready Player Two this year. That's shite. Uh, Why would you do that? Ready Player One was bad too, enough. Brothers, um, yeah. Like the literal. The literal chapter where he's just describing, t- like, booting up a ZX Spectrum game in excruciating detail. <sighs> no. Never again. No. Never, never, ever again. No. Um, I wasted, like, two days of my life reading that book. Did anyone see those recent Halloween first um, films? Where, no, I never got um, around to them. Where What's-A-Face comes back. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis comes back to, yeah, first to kill. One, first, one, first one was quite good. The Halloween dude, whatever his name one. is. Resurrection, is it? Okay. I haven't seen any of them. I know that Ghost did a song for the for the last one. Churches did one as well, I think. Churches did a song for it as well. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw Ghost on Friday over uh, over in Birmingham. It's very, very good. Had a lot of fun. Uh, they played one of my favourite tracks um, called Miasma, which features a saxophone solo at the end. And they wheeled out um, the uh, old Papa Nile, the old satanic pope <laughs> of the church, in a box, and then shocked him back to life so that he could play nice. the saxophone solo wearing sunglasses in his full papal regalia. Uh, I just very love the whole, like, spectacle of the band Ghost. Like, you know, there's been so yeah. many different Papa Lazaruses, and you know what I mean? It's just the yeah. whole Papa storyline almost of it. <laughs> it's great. The, I, wonder, I wonder if it, I, like, uh, it's Papa Emeritus, but I wonder if he is a fan of... He must be a fan of League of Gentlemen. He must know the Papa. Oh yeah, def- definitely. Yeah. yeah, has to be. Surely. Yeah, seems like a really, really nice guy as well. Um, he and was interviewed. <laughs> um, he was interviewed recently about like. Um, and he was asked by some interviewer about why they were playing their cover of um, Enter Sandman instead of playing one of their own songs in their live shows. Um, and he was saying that, like, basically, it's like to help sell more copies of that cover of Enter Sandman because all the money they make from that they don't keep as profit. It goes to a charity which helps send uh, trans teenagers to like um, retreats and camps and stuff to help get away from the horror of everyday life. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Dude's a fucking cool. king. Um, yes. Yeah. Thoroughly uh, recommend getting if you if you're into ghosts at all, uh, uh, or if you're not, you should check them out. Um, but getting a chance to go and see them because it's it's very very fun. Um, all right, enough of this rambling nonsense. Should we wrap this up? Positive end. 
Yeah, that's better. That's better. Yeah, positive recommendation. Excellent. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been episode 201. We did 200 episodes. Hopefully we'll do 200 more. Uh, thanks very much for joining me, gentlemen, as always. Thank you. It's thank been you a pleasure. Very much. It's been good. Been good to be back. Uh, thank you very much, dear listener, for sticking with us um, through this episode yeah. and all the others. And uh, yeah, we'll um, catch you on the next one. It'll be less rambling. We'll get back into the swing of things. Yeah. It's been a long time. We'll get back into the swing. Need to get back yeah. into the swing of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Anyway. Uh, Bye. Yeah. Ta-ra. So long. <laughs>